If you haven't switched to MediShare yet, two big reasons to at least consider it and why it makes so much sense right now. Number one's inflation, which is just affecting everything. It makes sense to say, okay, where can I actually save? Well, you could save a lot in one fell swoop if you switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month. Secondly, your conscience. MediShare members aren't forced to pay for things they don't support or believe in. And that's a big deal for a lot of people right now. They want their money to actually help people. And one more reason, you can trust MediShare. It's been the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 25 years. It works, and members love it, too. It has double the customer satisfaction rating compared to health insurance. So now's a great time to consider making the switch, and they're very easy to talk to. MediShare has great customer service. You can even get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. One. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for RadioLawTalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. Hello, everybody. This is Radio Law Talk. And your host today is Denise Dirks, myself, and Cal Hunter is our respected producer. Hello. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. You're the respected host. You're like in a big girl's seat today. It's awesome. I have my big boy pants on. I'm really <laughs> excited about it. A lot of great cases today. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun. And, you know, they're, they're just, I don't know. I love the law. That is the truth. I love talking about the law. And even more importantly, I love making fun of myself. And I love making fun of Todd Coonan, but he's not here today. That's just too easy a target, you said to me one time. And I thought, no. Anyway, <laughs> I, I want to know what happened in your life when you said to yourself, I know. I think I'll become a very successful family law attorney. Something must have flipped a switch in you because becoming an attorney in California is not an easy thing. What made you decide to do it? Well, probably because of my uh, my family has a background in law enforcement, mm -hmm. and um, I knew I couldn't do criminal law because I I was involved in a criminal case. I was not the defendant uh, when I was fifteen, and so I didn't believe in that system. But I've always wanted to be a lawyer. I mean, it, when I was thirteen, my dad asked me. What do you want to be when you grow up? You know, your dad's asked you that. Right. And I said, I want to be a lawyer. And he said, then you will be. And what that a great, really, what a great affirmation yeah, from your father. That really made a lot of difference for me. And my father was killed when I was fifteen. He was a law enforcement officer, correct? That's right. And he just got he got a highway dedicated in his honor, which was so exciting. That was about two years ago in and, the great state of Oregon. That's right. And so the, that motivated me honestly. When I got to my college, um, I took a criminal law class, and my criminal law professor said, "Oh." Um, are you the daughter of Roy Dirks? And I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, he was my student. He took my criminal law class. And I said, what the heck? Wow. I never knew my dad had gone to college and he was going to be a lawyer. 
later in life. Is that right? So your father was making a contingency plan. That's exactly right, which is it was really exciting for me. And I just it made me feel like I was on track. So I always wanted to be a lawyer. Family law, I never wanted to do. That's the truth. Um, when I started out, there was no uh, internet. <laughs> there was no, <laughs> right. you know, there was no um, systems. I mean, we had a 486 computer that was DOS-based. Okay. With an 8088 processor that was the slowest thing on, on earth. Exactly. So I really when I really studied to be an international lawyer. Uh, I, I wanted to do transat, um, transactional um, items. So I started out doing like licensing agreements and distribution contracts. And, and I did a lot more business when I first started. Gosh, that sounds boring. Uh, it was. <laughs> it was. It was not as exciting as I thought. Um, I probably would have been better if I would have gotten involved in, you know, writing treaties or doing that type of stuff. But to be honest, I, I didn't want to get into any politics. I just had no interest. And because my business clients um, had family law needs, I ended up getting into family law. And it really did take over my practice. So someone came, came to you and said, hey, Denise, I know you're my business lawyer, but I'm getting a divorce. Can you talk to me about that? And initially In started being, it's the weirdest area, but now these suits are over. I'm an attorney that thinks that you work yourself out of the job. That's your goal. Like a good dentist, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, yes, <laughs> yeah. you always have to have a yearly review with your dentist. But I mean, somebody that really thinks that you help your clients get these skills to handle their matters themselves, right? Um, maybe not necessarily in court, but maybe with communication. However, or whatever, right, right, right. right, right yeah. So um, initially, I was involved with lawsuits that where adult children would sue their parents, alleging um, abuse as children or sexual abuse, those type of things. Is this a repressed memory thing that you're talking about? It is. Wow. Exactly that. And I was involved in many of those suits. And um, the, a bunch of us attorneys, both defense, prosecution, uh, civil plaintiffs, defendants. I mean, we all got together in San Francisco and we created a strategy because that what was really happening was bad therapy. And they were using sodium amethyl and they were using hypnosis. And in these therapies, and people were actually thinking they were recovering memories. And they were not. They were suggestive techniques. So we came up with a plan, and we all went and talked to different universities, to the, you know, the uh, psych majors, to the anything involving mental health. And uh, my approach was really fun. I would go in there and say, you know, I went to U of O, and I wanted to be a psychologist at least I wanted to be not a psychologist. I wanted to be a psych major, and I got a D in my psych 101 class and was forever precluded. So I couldn't do it. So what did I do? I do the next best thing. I sue you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd get their attention that way. And to be so proud of the fact that within five years of doing that, we got the cases stopped. Well, this this idea of repressed memories, you just don't hear about it anymore. And you were on the cutting edge of that going away. Yes, exactly. How cool. Yeah, it was really fun. It was fun area. And we worked ourselves out of a job, basically, and saved a lot of families. That's how I started into the family arena 
And then from there, it became, you know, custody and divorce and that type of stuff. And those are challenging matters when it comes to the emotional reaction of people in court. That's tough spot you're in. That's right. That's right. So remember, we don't give legal advice. We could talk about ourselves, however. <laughs> That's not legal advice. That's just giving us background. Um, and we are going to uh, talk about uh, something that happened to me about five years ago and how I got back at my co-hosts for what they did to me. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was bu- it was both vicious and funny. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it was hilarious. Anyway, also this hour, we're going to talk about a lawsuit that involved a person a loved one's body that was decomposing and we want to we also want to talk about uh, a father that was convicted of of killing his two daughters and he had been on the run for like 12 years guys they finally caught up with him thank goodness and we'll talk a little bit about gabby petito's family's lawsuit um and if we get to it we will talk about um the judge's finding that walgreens contributed to the San Francisco opioid crisis. That's an amazing conclusion, you know, to me. But I, I'm sure we'll discuss that if we have time because I have, I have some questions about that. Yeah, and if we don't have time, we'll save it for next week because yeah. the interesting thing about that is you know darn well it's going to get appealed and it involves really fun issues of the law and very important social issues too. Yeah, life and death for many people, too many people. Right? That's right. But before we do all of that, do we have time to uh, key no, off? I, 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 uh, I can give you a brief headline setup. Friendly auto repair, great reputation. Gloria Kingfish took her car there, needed a timing belt. The technician wrote her up. And then when she got the car back, not only did they do a timing belt, they did a water pump, and they did every other belt and hose under the hood. Why? The mechanic said, well, you know, if you got it apart, you may as well just go ahead and do it. And she said, but I signed a written estimate. You're supposed to call me if it gets more than that. I'm not going to pay you. And they said, that's fine. You won't get your car back. Whoa. And so. And they call themselves friendly? Well, they may have to change their name after this. I don't <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we are gonna, we're going to change our names to Friendly Radio Law Talk. <laughs> well, we really are. That's the difference. Denise Dirks will be back with more Radio Law Talk in just a little bit right here. You stay there, and the big broadcast, and it is a big broadcast, will continue. Don't go away. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. You found Radio Law Talk. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. 
Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-721-4869. 800-721-4869. That's 800-721-4869. Are you struggling with a high cost of prescription medications? How would you like to save up to 90% on your medications and have them delivered for free? Now you can with one simple call. Yes, save up to 90% on many of your prescription medications by calling A-plus BBB accredited healthwarehouse.com based in Florence, Kentucky. No gimmicks, no coupons, no cards to use. And all prescriptions are FDA approved and safely sent to your home with free delivery. Here's one example of your savings. A 90-day prescription of generic Lipitor can cost $90 at your local pharmacy. Healthwarehouse.com offers the same medication for about 20 bucks. Find out how much you can save on your prescription medications and get free delivery with one free call right now. Call 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. That's 800-734-1229. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Do you run a business and want to learn how you can get between $10,000 to $5 million in 60 seconds? We're Biz to Credit, a top-rated online financing provider to hundreds of thousands of America's business owners. If your business does at least $120,000 a year in gross sales, we can get you more money to run your business in as little as 72 hours. Our terms are simple, repayment plans are flexible, and based on your cash flow. Plus, the paperwork is minimal, and the approval process is fast. So in the time you've listened to this commercial, you could have learned if you qualify to get up to $5 million in cash deposited to your business bank account in the next two to three days. Funding specialists are ready to take your call right now and get you the money you need fast. Call 800-559-5523. That's 800-559-5523. Again, 800-559-5523. Call now. You, you are listening to Radio Law Talk. Stay tuned here as the, uh, as the big show continues with Denise Dirks. It's coming up right now. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah, right now. That's Where's what I'm saying. Fred? I think Fred's the best. 
You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. One of the good things about Radio Law Talk is that we try not to be political. We try to take both sides. But that doesn't hold true when we're on our breaks, does it, Cal? <laughs> it does not. No, it does not. I love it, though, that we're willing to discuss things and not come back and not kill each other. It's exactly. great. Exactly. <laughs> it's so fun. It's really I, cool. I'm loving it. But we are on a case or no case, and it involves a friendly auto repair. Yep. So I'm going to play the open, do it the old Now it's way. time to play Case or No Case. Yay! Gloria Kingfish takes her car to friendly auto repair in Rushton, Louisiana a place she was told had a great reputation. The service writer slash technician wrote up the work order. She signed it with the estimate, about 500 bucks. She was told the car would be ready uh, right after work. Great. So she took their shuttle to work and after work went back to the shop to get her Hyundai Sonata. But the bill was $912. How can this be, she asked, pulling the work order. She had it in her hand. The mechanic, Jeremy, said the water pump should always be replaced and the alternator belt, too. Every belt and hose in the car when they've got the car apart, he said it's standard procedure for the Hyundai. She said, well, okay, but that's not in your estimate, so I'm not going to pay the bill. She was nonplussed. She said, uh, and, and, and the mechanic said, I'm not going to give you your car back. I'm going to hold it. It's collateral. Can't can't have your car back. So she called her lawyer from the parking lot and said, I need my car back. i got to go to work. Do I have a case or no case, she asked. And I ask you the same thing, Denise, case or no case. I'm going to ask a question. Do you know what state it was in? Louisiana, Rushton, Louisiana. Yeah, I do. Wow. Louisiana has the weirdest laws. French law, some kind of French law, right? It's it's Napoleonic Code. Yeah, that's what it is. It's based on the Napoleonic Code. Um, I have a very good friend there that um, is a lawyer there. She actually passed the bar there. And she took the notary test before she took the bar, and the notary test was harder. And I said, what did you do when you took the bar? Did you just assume the opposite of what common sense is? (laughs) (laughs) Good question, right? I like to tease her about that. But anyway, back to the case or no case. Yeah, Uh, It's got to be something weird, and I do believe that it is a case. And it's got to be something weird like – um, it's in the manual or something <laughs> in, in the car manual. Um, I'm going to say that it's the case, and she loses. Be, I know what it is. It's a bailment issue. It's because they put the goods and services into the car. They can lawfully hold the car till she pays the bill. And once she pays the bill, she could sue them for the money that they overcharged her. But I'm going to say that it's a case, and she wins. Well, I'll tell you this much. It, not, not she wins. The, 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 the car company. Friendly wins. wins. Yeah, friendly. Yeah. It is a scenario, oh. but, but it is not a case. <laughs> oh, you skunked me. I know, right? Here's what, here's what her lawyer told her. He said, if the shop wants to do that, the car remains your property. They have to give it back to you and sue you for the bill, if in fact it's a legitimate bill. And he said, trust me, I'll represent you in court. And it's not a legitimate bill. So she simply went in. He, she told them. That's what her lawyer told her. They gave her the keys. She went home. No case was ever filed. But she didn't have to pay for the work they did, but not for the extra work. That was a negotiated settlement between Actually, them. that's the right result. I think it is. Yeah. That's the right result. Yeah. But that, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm sorry, Denise, about the bad news, is... <laughs> 
Well, I could never pass the Louisiana bar. Well, who could, right? <laughs> case or no case, that's it right there. There you have it. Now back to the show. Okay. So about five years ago, it was about, that's about the right time frame. Um, Todd thought he'd play a joke on me. And so he texted me and he included everybody else in the text. And he said, Denise, you're on your own tomorrow. None of us can be there tomorrow except for you and Cal. And I panicked. You had a kitten. I panicked. And I studied for three hours. I was prepared to, to, you know, I was going off and finding, like, causes of action and and different, you know, elements of the law. And I really, really put in a lot of time. And about 10 o'clock, Fred responds to the text, oh, I'm going to be there. And then at the time, our other co-host, Rodriguez, C-Rod, he goes, well, I'm going to be there, too. And I realized that Todd had played me. And so what I did... <laughs> player's going to play. Oh, player's going to play. And so what I did was I let him have it. I said I couldn't believe it. I'd studied for three hours, and that was so disrespectful to me. And I wasn't coming the next day. They could just do the show without me. And, and then Todd started quivering. Yes. Todd, Todd was... You know, newer a newer host at that point, and he's like, "Oh boy, what did I do?" <laughs> and so I waited to the last minute to come to the show, and I walked in, and all of them looked up, and they looked at me, and they were shocked, and I said to them, "Don't pull tricks on me because I fight back." We and- didn't realize that Denise. I mean, we knew that Denise has a competitive streak. What we did not know until that day, that Denise has a feisty streak, and if you wrong her, and that's probably one of the reasons you're so successful in court, I would think. I have no idea, but I had a lot of fun when I saw their faces. They were all, like, they really thought I was so mad. And I remember my husband saying, you know what, you're the bigger person, go in and get them, you know? (laughs) And because I was mad. I spent three hours on a Friday I mean, really studying, really doing a lot of work until Fred texts. And, of course, Fred didn't read his text till the last minute. And <laughs> well, but, I mean, the point is that here you are doing that very thing today, but you knew about it. You knew a little bit in advance that Todd was not going to be here, but you did not know that Fred was not going to be here. Right. That's true. But you were very much able to do but this, and uh, here we, we are. Because we have really good topics. Yep, it's it's that just helps. Yes, it was, it's a lot of fun. And I do love the show, and a lot of my friends, a lot of my family, a lot of my co co um, you know peers love the show as well. Okay, and that's a good thing. And t- today's going down in history because you skunked the hosts. This never happens. It has <laughs> never happened in over five years of radio law talk. Wow, it's cool. Today it's a good day to be me. <laughs> It's always a good day to be Denise. And And it's a good day to be you because you are in the lead. Oh, man. These guys are going to have a cow when they come back. Uh, Radio Law Talk will continue in just a little bit right here on this station and always streaming live on RadioLawTalk.com. We hope you stay tuned. We'll continue in a minute. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Here's Fred Penny with Penny and Associates. When you or a family member have been injured in an accident, what should you look for in a personal injury lawyer? The first thing is an experienced personal injury law firm that is actually taking cases to trial. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny, managing partner and founder of Penny and Associate Injury Lawyers. For over 30 years, Penny and Associate Injury Lawyers has been successfully representing individuals and their families. At Penny and Associates, we're experienced trial lawyers, and we work with you to get the best results. Go to pennyandassociates.com or call 800 616 If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, quick, car wash. Uh-huh. Up inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quick, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. One eight thirteen seventy six. Radio Law Talk. I like that show. Oh come on! This is Radio Law Talk. To reach his own. Now back to the show. Here is Denise Dirks. Hey, Cal, do you think somebody could sue uh, for not properly preserving a body? I can imagine the trauma a family would go through if they saw that or smelled that or came across something like that. I think it would be an awful situation, so probably. Yes, exactly that happened. Really? Exactly. In Brooklyn, New York, a family lost a very important daughter, and that daughter had died. She'd been in the morgue for about a few days, four days, I believe. And then after that, she was in the care of the funeral company. Yeah. And so when, she's in the she's in the county morgue first. Yes. They have custody of the body body for four days while a determined cause of death. Correct. And you know they put them in a cold storage. Right. And so then the um, the the agreement that the family had with the funeral home was they were supposed to preserve the body right. and take care of her and get her ready for a funeral. Preserving meaning embalming. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. I don't know what it what it involves, but I, presumably that's what it involves. We, we right. Theorize that's it. Yeah. And then, and certainly keep it on ice or cold. Not necessarily, you know, anyway. So what happened is the whole family shows up for a funeral, and they are appalled by the stench coming from the coffin. Oh, man. And when they open it, it is alleged that the face had caved in, and there were maggots coming out of their dead ones. So the the preservation 
either did not take place or was improperly executed based on what they were seeing. That's right. What a horrible moment for them. Horrible. horrible. And and you can imagine the intensity of of the family's feelings. Oh, my. Um, so they did what they needed to do. Uh, they turned to the court, and they sued. And nobody has really said anything about it except for the funeral team has said, we used our best efforts to take care of the body. And... Um, we know that there's been a lot of weather and a lot of hot um, heat on that side of the country. And in COVID time, they were literally stacking bodies up in cargo containers outside of funeral homes. There was no place to put bodies in cold storage at that time. Yeah, but this was recent. Okay. So this was not – well, we're still in COVID time. That is true. I don't know how many bodies are stacked in, in out the there. Peak, in the peak, I would say, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So anyway, what this an is awful. one of those suits that uh, you hope you never have to actually be a member of. And you hope you're not the jury, so you have to see photographs of the evidence. Oh, huh? good grief. I never even thought about that. Right? What a nightmare. I probably couldn't do sit on a jury. Not that, not that, oh, no way. Not that jury. That's just too much, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, I know. Thanks for so. bringing that up. Now oh, I'm well, have, you're welcome. I'll have nightmares tonight. <laughs> You'll see me with little white things coming out of my eye. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'll it, haunt it, you. It is a good scene out of a horror film, though. Oh, yes. Well, since we're on the topic of kind of negative lawsuits that are real and hard to handle, um, there was a Dallas man who has been on the run for 12 years. He's been absolutely couldn't find him gone for 12 years. And he was a suspect in a very bad thing, right? He was a suspect. In fact, he was um, he just got convicted of murdering his two daughters oh my and he did it in a taxi cab that was parked outside of a hotel i remember this and story yeah. i do too i remember it and these were two um uh, they're um they're american girls but they were half egyptian and half american so an honor killing in quotes right isn't that what it was well that's what i think that's what the prosecution was basically saying um but you know the father's defense was that sure he was upset with his daughter's dating, um, but he would never kill his daughters. That he he was driving the cab around and he saw somebody following him, and they were trying to kill him, and he jumped out and ran out of the taxi, and then that person purportedly killed his daughters. But the evidence mm. was really opposite. That didn't add up, did no. it? No. The ev- and mother, the mother testified as against him too. Wow! And what happened was that, uh, as what she testified to, is that he was very controlling and manipulative man. He didn't like his daughters dating. They both had boyfriends, and he threatened one of them with the gun. And she took the girls. Wait, a boyfriend or a, do- a boyfriend or the daughter with the gun, the threat. He threatened the daughter with the gun. Okay. Sorry, one of the daughters okay. with a gun. Got it. So she took the, the girls and their boyfriends, and they left the state to, to seek sanctuary, get away from him. Somehow he convinced his wife to come back. And she went back, and then that's what happened. And she also testified that the father wanted to set them up with arranged marriages, that... Um, I, I, and one of the daughters had sent an email to one of her friends saying that I, 
he will, without any doubt, kill us. Mm-hmm. And so that that got in because, you know, it's a, close to the death. And um, my gosh, he got life now. They did not seek the death penalty. Um, he did get life. And I'm sure there's going to be an appeal. Um, he could have got the death penalty, though, if they had sought the death penalty. And this was in a Texas court. Could have, should have. You would think. I mean, you know, for those of us looking at it from 35,000 miles away, metaphorically, you would think, why not? I mean, these are two beautiful young girls cut down in the prime of life by their own father, and that's not worthy of the death penalty? What am I missing? I don't know. Right. And him being on the lam for 12 years? Yeah, hello. I, yeah. I kind of feel the same way that you did. At, at the same time, yeah, maybe they just felt like it was such a slam dunk case that to add the death penalty might cause a little bit of um, uh, question, you know, because some, sometimes juries will ask, is this a death penalty case? And then they don't want to convict. We don't know. Yeah. Plus, there's also the fact you've got a, a crossing of cultures here. You have American culture where everyone is entitled to you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And you have Middle Eastern culture, which sometimes, I hate to say it, allows this kind of thinking. Maybe not this kind of thing, but this kind of thinking where the father's in absolute control. This is an interesting case if you were to look at it on that basis. Yeah. I can see. So it's kind of like did. a clash of cultures. Yes, exactly. Right? right. And 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 the girls had told them that they didn't. I had told a teacher, I believe, that they didn't want to live by his cultural rules. That they just did not. And it, you know, it's it's. I that don't probably know. It's made a him crazy. That probably made him crazy. I mean, I mean, metaphorically, made him go, "You what? You don't want to live by the the rules of your own homeland." I mean. You, I don't get it, but I, you know, you can see where someone would go over the deep end on that. I and actually see that happen often, uh, especially when the culture is um, either, you know, mostly controlled by the mother or mostly controlled by the fathers. You see that clash when it comes to, you know, uh, lawsuits or family matters that happen in in an. America, yep. uh, because we are kind of a we are a melting pot. There's no doubt about it. But some um, cultures hold on to their cultures more than others, and their children and grandchildren even can kind of revolt against that. And it, it, it is hard because you know you want you want them to love their culture and somehow have harmony with the American side, but sometimes the American culture takes over. And um, and doesn't give enough room for their other culture. You know what I'm saying? I get it completely. No, I'm, I, I've seen it happen before, and I think everybody gets that. But none of it justifies the taking of life of two None girls. of it justifies Nothing. that. Yeah. Is, you, do you know that it's illegal to use um, certain American words in, in France? It's exactly that. They don't want to have their culture diminished. What, like French fries? What? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Xerox for a while. And, uh, you know, these kind of American words that come out and describe, you know, a, a task or something um, in an American term. And then you can hear somebody talking in their foreign language, you know, Xerox. Right, right, right. Disneyland. McDonald's. Right, right, right. Right, and so um, there are certain words that uh, that are illegal for, to use in in France, and I do think that the French are very very aware of their culture and language is culture. Yeah. It is. It's yeah. how right. how you know even dialect becomes cultural. Everything's culture. So. One of those words is 
40 day work 40 hour work week no. <laughs> no. or or retire at 65 <laughs> there, there you go right, 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 right that would be Greece right isn't it Greece that they want to retire at 55 and yeah. not 65 and they went to the streets and fought for that you know what? <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to have retired at 55. That would have been fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it could have been. It could I'd not. I'd be bored to death. I'm sorry. Well, you I know, love what I aren't do. you really retired right now anyway? <laughs> I wish. I, no. I work very full time and I'm thankful for it. I mean, I'm, I'm past retirement age, but I am grateful for the privilege of working. I think it's a great thing to do. You actually do a lot of work. Oh, I've been you. to your studio. Oh, you've, seen, you've, seen, you've seen all the work I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't leave us. Stay with us and come back for our last segment of a third hour of Radio Law Talk. Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Men. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now to learn more. 800-251-7560. 800-251-7560. Plus, get free shipping and we'll bill your insurance company for you. CGMs are the newest in diabetic technology. They can help you stay in range and manage your diabetes better. Call now to receive your new continuous glucose monitor at little or no out-of-pocket cost. And delivery is free. Remember, if you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. Call 800-251-7560, co pays and deductibles may apply. 800-251-7560, that's 800-251-7560. Sponsored by U.S. Medical Supply. Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans, and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your 
family's health insurance, it's not worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0940. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. no fun. Who told you that? It's time for more Radio Law Talk with Denise Dirks, Todd Kunin, and your host, Frederick Penny. Frederick Penny. And you've got Denise Dirks today. Lucky you. Yes, sir. That's true. Um, so we are going to also talk about Gabby Petito's family members. And if you remember, Gabby Petito uh, was a, a young woman um, who had gone off with her fiance, and they were Pretty much doing like um, a, a travel log. Do, doing a vlog. Yeah. Vlog, right. A yeah. vlog, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, about living out of a van and traveling around and, and all the sights to see and, and all of that, which quite honestly, that's been a very popular thing, yeah. um, especially during COVID. For some reason, a lot of people said we're hitting our cars and we're going to, you know, live a free life and we're not going to be tied to material things. And, you know, it, it, it was it happened a lot. And their vlog was kind of popular. People didn't know of them. Um, so the, her, her fiance's name was Brian um, Lowry, right? I think so, yeah. It, it was Bri- I know it was Brian, and his family allegedly hid him after the nefarious activity. Uh, yeah, Laundry, uh, Laundry. Thank you. That's right, that's Brian right. Laundry. Not laundry but, yeah. Okay, yeah. Brian Laundry. And so they, they uh, apparently got into some fights. Somebody saw them on the road when they were driving, and there was a fights happening in the car. And so they were pulled over by the Moab uh, police in Utah. Yep. And that, that um, has been widely played. It was recorded because the officers themselves had to record it, and they had recording devices on it. And to, to put it easy or just kind of say it easy, they separated the two like they're supposed to. But when Gabby Petito described, um, you know, being hit by Brian Laundrie, 
even though she described it in a manner that looks like I may she may have invoked it. Well, she also said that she struck him, I yes. believe, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, so exactly. Yeah, a mutual combat scenario. It, it, mm-hmm. She did kind of admit to that, which mm-hmm. is very common yeah. um, for victims of domestic violence. They right. tend to blame themselves. Right. And um, they did not follow standard protocol is what now is being alleged by the um, Gabby Petito's family. So they have now sued the Moab Police Department, and they're trying to bring awareness is what they said. They haven't sued yet. Hmm? Well, we'll talk about the steps they've taken. They haven't sued yet. But I'm thinking uh, they are hope. I mean, nothing's going to bring Gabby back, obviously. This was a horrible situation. But they're thinking that right after that is when – she was murdered by Brian Laundrie, choked to death, and her body just tossed out of, out of the van like a piece of garbage. It's a terrible situation. And they're thinking that had Moab cops done their duty, this might not have happened. Right. right? It rusted one or both of them, yeah. right? That, that should have been maybe the protocol. And um, so what they've done, they said, we want to bring um, a lot of light to domestic violence and and the the causes and all of that and this is one of the best ways to do it so they have done um filed what's called a notice of claim against the moab police department it's the step you have to take when you're going to sue a government yeah you have to give notice of it first and then there's an administrative process that goes on yeah, you file the claim they have to de- in california they have to deny it twice and then once, like the Board of Supervisors or the state denies your claim twice, then you can go ahead and with your lawsuit. And file right? a lawsuit. It's right. basically getting permission to sue almost. Right. Um, so I do think that the lawsuit will happen. Um, Moab police would be very wise, in my opinion. I may be a little judgmental here, but um, in my opinion, they should have done something more than let her go back in that in that van with him. They should have separated them, made sure they were overnight separated, um, you know, arrested one or the other would have protected her. But don't you think that Brian Laundrie would have gotten back with her and somehow because of his anger done the same thing? I mean, it's hard to predict what a madman, an abusive man is going to do after this thing. Would it not be? I I would say prediction, but we are stuck with fact and not speculation. Right. And so... So how can they sue? <laughs> right? Well, I, mean, I think they can sue because they didn't follow, follow the protocol. Okay. The protocol would have been to separate them, right? I, I think that's the truth. That makes sense. Um, yeah. But I don't know the exact protocol. I don't know exactly what has been done. Um, but uh, the, the Petito family says this is the only way that we're going to effectuate change within that department is to, is to give them notice of the claim. And then if they are rejected – then they go follow, They go ahead and follow suit. I'll bet right? you the value of the lawsuit, Denise, that new training has already been implemented in the Moab Police Department. Training and protocols have been specified because of this incident. I would bet you the desired effect has already taken place. I believe that it is in there's momentum for it. Yeah, that's just that's just my own opinion, but yeah. that seems to me. What lo- do you think that they should have done differently? Well, I don't know. I think if she said that, you know, there was hitting that they should have said, "Well, you can't be together." Exactly. So what do you and they should have said, "What do you want to do?" But it's not going to be in the same van. They should have negotiated with her and told her the reality of her circumstance, which said, you know, they, well, we're going to take you both and run you off to jail. Now they should have just said, look, you can't be together. What are you going to do? Yeah, separate him is what I think. And, yeah. um, and for me, because the van was in her name and it was her van, she should have been able to leave with her van. Yeah. And if he actually laid hands on her, there's no way, no way on God's green earth 
they should have gotten back together. No, we both can agree on that yeah. completely, right? Yeah, so. and I just I feel bad for the police officers because I do domestic violence, especially in in a in a related um, relationship where the parties are related. Um, that is one of the most dangerous times for a police officer. Right. More than get shot then or get beaten then or all of that. Right. right. Or get blamed. <laughs> Good right? point. Good so, point. Liability. You know, yes. Yeah. I feel bad for the police officers in that way because y- y- you have to take each case on a fact by fact basis and and, you know, you make a judgment call. The, the policemen are making judgment calls daily on these type of of um, events yep. and you know this one turned out badly and hopefully hopefully they get some uh, new process or procedures in place that this will never happen again does the family want money did they, they did sue the, the notice of claim does ask for 50 million dollars but their their stated claim or what they claim they want is to effectuate change and to bring light Domestic violence. Issues. So they'll start a foundation and put the money in there. I mean, that's what people always say. But, of course, you know, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I don't want to be cynical about the family for their lawsuit. They lost a beautiful young woman at the hands of, of, an, of a young man who just took her life. You know, so And I then took to his own. Yeah. So I don't want to be judgmental of that. It's already come and gone. What yeah. can you do? Right? No, I, gosh, this is like, okay, this is the dark and desperate hour of Radio Law Talk. Yeah. I'm sorry I have such oh. bad topics that I save for the last hour. No, <laughs> it's important. It's important that people know this. And if a family sees domestic violence in their own family, they have to have the courage to act out and protect the, the people involved in this. Both sides, for that matter. Both the person who's effectuating the, the abuse and the person receiving it. They both need to be protected from each other by whatever means, in my opinion, just my opinion. No, I, I agree. And uh, and the sad truth is during COVID, um, domestic violence has become more and more and more prevalent. Um, and it's it's involving all genders, all peoples, all races, all cultures, you know, all Americans, all non-Americans. You're talking about it has not missed any class of people. Yep. It has just really been, that's what I've seen, the rise of this. And, and it's hard to to see it. Um, and there's, it's just, sometimes there's just no explanation. Uh, but COVID people have been together in the same house for a very long time without having outside, you know, activities and stuff. And it, it costs, it costs our society a lot. Um, and in this case, Denise, they were in cooped up in a van together for a long, and that was their choice. I thought, Hey, yeah, maybe we don't get along that well. Let's get in a van and ride around for a while. What could go <laughs> wrong, right? I mean, it's it's a horrible thought. Horrible I thought. don't know. I mean, I could see I could see her side saying, "Oh, but we're doing videos of all this. Nothing can happen," you know, that kind of a thought. Um, and like, and I can see his side of it is that I'm just sick of doing it. <laughs> you know, who knows? Enough is but enough. But right? there is no right. justification for domestic violence. Okay, so let me ask you this, Denise: Do you, Denise Dirks, do you? Have a quick take. And if you don't, it's okay. You did the show by yourself. You've carried a heavy load. Remember when I was late for the opening of this uh, last segment? I, I was a little bit late coming on. Yeah. That was because I was struggling to think of a quick take. Okay. So my quick take is this. To my co-hosts, if you ever do it again and not <laughs> tell me that you're not going to be here, then I will sleep easy the night before. 
And my, <laughs> and my quick take is thank you for letting me take the lead in case there are no case. <laughs> Yay, that's true. Congratulations, Cal. See you next week. Thanks for listening to Case and Note to Radio Law Talk. See you next week. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. Switch to MediShare yet? Two big reasons to at least consider it and why it makes so much sense right now. Number one's inflation, which is just affecting everything. It makes sense to say, okay, where can I actually save? Well, you could save a lot in one fell swoop if you switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month. Secondly, your conscience. MediShare members aren't forced to pay for things they don't support or believe in, and that's a big deal for a lot of people right now. They want their money to actually help people. And one more reason, you can trust MediShare. It's been the gold standard for healthcare sharing for more than 25 years. It works, and members love it, too. It has double the customer satisfaction rating compared to health insurance. So now's a great time to consider making the switch, and they're very easy to talk to. MediShare has great customer service. You can even get a price within two minutes. Here's the number. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE.